Hi, this is Scott with the Android Guys podcast. I'm sitting here today with John. Hey, John, how's it going? Pretty well, Scott. How you doing? Ah, I'll tell you, man. It's uh, obviously it's the first part of, of the new year, uh, yeah. sec- second, third week of the January 2019, and as such, I've been going through my house. Uh, one of the resolutions we have is to declutter. I know that's a popular topic right now. Uh, a lot of people are doing that, so um, we did. We are going from room to room, cleaning things up, getting rid of stuff. That's excellent. It's Yeah, it feels awesome to do it, too. I mean, there's something refreshing about going into a room that's nice and clean, and you know that everything is in its right place, and you know everything that you have. As such, one of the things that uh, I've found in my house, of course, are extra phones. <laughs> yes. I... Uh, have the privilege of testing and reviewing a lot of devices and uh, some of them I use for long term and some of them find their way into the box and then they go into a drawer or they go into a, a cabinet somewhere. Um, so that brings me up to today's topic is uh, what do you do with your old phones? I know uh, I know some things that I do with them, but uh, you've got kids, right? Yeah, we have four and... And they they did the hand-me-downs, and they like to use them for games and watching YouTube. So that that's kind of the first rule of thumb for our house. So you guys don't even consider getting rid of your old phone. It's just right down the line. It kind of is. Right now, I've thought about it to try to clean it up a little bit. But uh, right now, they just like to use them. Gotcha. So uh, let's talk about four or five big things that people can do with their phones. Uh, these are kind of buckets or umbrellas that things will fall under, but uh, some of the things that people might consider doing with their phone, we might take it for granted. Somebody might be getting ready to get their first phone or their second. Uh, there's a lot of things that we as seasoned smartphone owners and users kind of, it, it's lost on us that we, we do take for granted. A um, uh, couple of things to consider. First and foremost, selling your phone. Just Turn it over, get rid of it, make some money on it. Uh, We'll talk about selling. Number two, uh, trading your phone in. Number three, kind of what you said there is uh, hand me down, you know, passing it down the line in the family and why you might want to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number four, this is kind of a general catch all, some other things you can do with your device. They, none of them are really connected to each other, but uh, just some general things to do. And then number five is uh, donate what to do with your phone. And if you have no use case, you don't plan on selling it, but actually in the very end, you're just going to say goodbye to it for a good cause. Uh, yeah. Let's jump into selling. Uh, this is probably the one that's been around maybe the longest, obviously, is yeah. people just selling their old stuff. Um, have you ever sold one of your phones? I have. I've sold um, through Swappa. More than anything else, and I know a lot of the your listeners are probably familiar with Swappa.com, and it's so easy mm-hmm. to do and to set up on there. I have sold a few through there, both personally and through work, and that's been a really great. Well, yeah, option. one of the nice things about them is uh, they provide you some context on is the price going down, uh, is it on the rise? What is the you know what is the price as of today? The most current. Average selling price uh, suggests some things for you. Um, I really like Swap. It's obviously one of my favorites. Um, what are some other alternatives that you can think of? Well, I know 
Facebook groups are huge. I yeah. mean, there's so many. If you want to sell it locally, may or may not, but if you want to sell it locally, Facebook groups are a real easy place to be able to post stuff quickly. and It's, it's kind of evolved out of like the, the Craigslist thing. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah, Craigslist was always right, a way to do it. And, but Facebook seems to be have gotten a lot of momentum yeah i know um just in looking in my neck of the woods there are different ones for different cities or townships even county uh for people that are selling different things uh people are willing to travel to come pick one up you know that's kind of like the craigslist uh something where it says hey i'm in this area and i'm selling this device and you can go back and forth uh and and haggle with people and, and negotiate if that's something you are doing, um, obviously, if you're going to meet somebody in person, be cautious. Uh, meet somewhere publicly. A lot of people like to meet at a police station or yeah. a fire station. Uh, meet somewhere that is going to keep you safe and keep you in the public eye, as well as the buyer. If they're buying your device, you want them to feel safe. So, Absolutely. Uh, you know, don't have them come to your house if you can avoid that. And don't go to their house. Uh, so be careful, cautious when you do that type of mm-hmm. thing. A um, couple other things, obviously eBay, they've been around. Yeah, you said they've gotten a lot better. I haven't used eBay myself for a long time, but you said selling on there is way easier than it used to be. I was surprised. I installed the app on my phone just to see what eBay was like uh, on the mobile experience. And not only is that leaps and bounds better, but just eBay in general seems to be a much more um, well-oiled machine. I know like if you're selling a product and if there's a barcode, you can scan a barcode and it helps you to fill in the description of what it is. So That's if you're selling nice. something that somebody else has already done, uh, you can take pictures directly from your phone. So if you have things lying around your house, eBay seems to be kind of like that catch-all, like I'm decluttering my house, why don't I just start taking pictures of things and listing it quite literally in the same you know moment that I'm. That's true, right? You could go through as you're decluttering and just start listing it right at the same time. Or searching for prices. If you just scan it, uh, there's a barcode you can scan to see what things are selling for. Uh, that's kind of like a general catch-all, um, not more specific to uh, cell phones, but that is definitely something yeah. to consider. Well, I think you mentioned too in in selling that maybe right along the same lines as Amazon has like a. Not a buyback program, but they have a way, like their own marketplace. What is that? So they do a trade-in, um, okay. and it's not for everything. It's not quite like an eBay. It is a program that you can do if there are things that you have, and if you're decluttering and you come across some old Bluetooth speaker or uh, a camera or headphones, you can actually check to see if you can trade that in through Amazon. They will take things back in a variety of conditions. And you'll get different prices based off of whether it's uh, got the box or the original manual. All that stuff factors into it. But that's a good way uh, to trade things in and get credit towards Amazon. If you want to purchase something from Amazon or if you have a wish list that you've been working at for a while, turn your old stuff in and you know basically trade that in for uh, things that you do want. Uh, and that brings right. me to the next point, you know, we trade in. Yeah. It is, you know, it's January, but come February, March, that's the time of year where we see a lot of uh, phone makers, particularly Samsung, LG, uh, they start to schedule events and release these big flagship devices for the year. 
so that's where we'll see, obviously, or all things, you know, considered, we should see the Galaxy S10. Um, so trade-in is something that's been around for a couple of years now. A lot of carriers are starting to do that. Do all carriers do that, or is it just kind of like the big ones? So most of the big ones, uh, your AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, Sprint, those are going to be the ones that they tend to compete with each other. And you're going to find that um, they'll do what they can to peel you away from your current carrier if they can. And one of the ways to do that is they often will give you credit for your your phone if you have um, something like a flagship that might be the Galaxy S8 or mm-hmm. 9. Uh, chances are you're going to find that you have the ability to trade that in. Uh, maybe get a couple hundred bucks back. Usually that's in the form of a gift card okay. or um, more like a prepaid Verizon or a Visa card, MasterCard. Uh, so if you are considering a new phone for the spring or anytime really, you also see this at um, Christmas, back to school, yeah. any reason these carriers can think of that they what want. If you're, what if you're a current customer? I mean, most of the time with the contracts, they don't really care. Right. And is it the same way with the trade-ins? I mean, are the trade-ins available for current customers, or is it really just if you're switching carriers? Well, you know, you can actually uh, often find that your carrier is willing to do something to keep you now if you're buying a phone from them. Okay. If you've paid for the phone outright, you can do trade-ins. If you are in the process of uh, doing an equipment installation or a lease or paying off over the course of two years, when a new one comes out, Basically, trade that other one in and get credit for your new device, and kind of it's almost like leasing a car in some cases. It gives you the ability to kind of stay current with things. You never really own the device; you're making payments on it yeah. uh, in good faith that you're going to stay with the service. After two years, it's paid off. Um, it's something that you know carriers no longer do these contracts. They don't tie you into a two-year plan. And then subsidize the cost of your phone. Oh, so, right. Yeah, that's so all kind of went away now. They want you to stay with them. So they'll say, hey, this $800, $1,000 phone, why don't you buy it through us and make payments? $20 a month, $25, $30, whatever it happens to break out to. Uh, when it comes time to getting a new device, trade it in and get X dollars towards your new one. Uh, so yeah definitely check with your carrier and see if uh, you have the ability to trade that in and you don't have to necessarily have it purchased a phone from a carrier a lot of companies can you can buy your phone outright from samsung.com or if you have a phone that you bought through lg or motorola a lot of times you can uh, still get the same amount of credit especially if it's unlocked that's something to consider Um, and this is not quite the same topic but if you are switching carriers, check. This is completely unrelated, but check. You might be able to use that phone with the other oh, carrier. Yeah. So you yeah. don't have to necessarily get rid of your phone because you're switching carriers or because you're getting another, you know, you're getting an upgrade. There's a lot of things you can do with your phone. Yeah. Now, I guess like if your phone is older or maybe it wasn't the flagship. Right. I, I think that to me maybe makes the, me- the most sense for the next point is for the hand me downs. Right. Because it's like, right, if I didn't buy the best phone, and now it's like two years old, and they're going to give me 50 bucks for it or whatever, I'm probably just going to exactly. put that down to somebody else. And, and that's where, you know, it, a lot of people, you know, there's a big thing online, and if you follow Reddit and 
uh, tech sites and blogs, you would think that everybody on the planet buys the latest and greatest. Mm -hmm. But the numbers show that people are not buying those. They're buying last year's generation or they're holding on to their phones for a longer period. And people are content to buy the S8 as soon as the S9 dropped and save a couple hundred dollars in the process. So if you're the type of person, which generally speaking, a lot of people are, you've got these phones that you're like, okay, so this doesn't you know, run the latest games. I'm not really a game player. My kids are not really doing anything. They're getting into their first phones. Consider handing it down. Uh, your kids are how old? Nine, seven, five, three. Right, so you've got a couple of them that are familiar with or mm-hmm. starting to use their phones yeah. and use them for different reasons. Um, a couple of things that come to mind with you know wanting to hand it down to somebody is you know you don't have to necessarily put a sim card in there yeah uh i love to play pokemon go i like to play certain games that require data connectivity yeah but there are times where you know for you if you go to the park or like my sister if she takes her kids to the park she doesn't want to have to pay for rate plans for all of her kids right totally. it's really expensive yeah. but she can still use those phones so if you've got a phone that you consider passing down, you know, or sharing it with the family. Hotspot. You use your mobile yeah. hotspot off your phone plan, and then as long as you guys stay within a close proximity, they can all use your data connection. Uh, it's also a good way to find out if a kid can be responsible with their phone, yeah. if they take care of it, if they're charging it, and they're kind of, you know, my first phone experience, you can mm-hmm. kind of monitor that. Yeah. Um, and if you do want to start to get them into a rate plan, depending on their age, there are you know mobile virtual network operators or MVNOs out there uh, that you can try, such as Mint Mobile. You get something for like 15 bucks a month, get a couple gigabytes of data, and that phone is a great first phone experience for a lot of people. That would be great, yeah. Um, or if you want to use it for, you know, if they want to practice photography, if your kids want to you know, put some music on it. And that's where we lead into the general bucket we mm-hmm. outlined here is there's a lot of small little things that you know we might take for granted that we can still use this phone for, even though it's not our main phone. Yeah. Uh, got... you, one thing we did with that is my one son was asking for an iPod. Mm-hmm. I said, well, what do you want an iPod for? To listen to music. Right. And he's just kind of getting into music. And I thought, well, I can, you can put this on your phone. And we use Google Play. Right. We have the family, you know, deal. So he can listen to Google Play music. It's like, you can put it on here. Throw all these songs offline. Right. And you can listen to this now wherever you go with your headphones and you have it and not say I not have to worry about that data connection because yep. I'm not paying a data connection for any of them. And a lot of the music services will let you do that, you know, offline playlist, Spotify, and then also video too. Yeah. YouTube, kids love YouTube. Yeah, YouTube and Netflix, you can do the offline right. videos there right on. So uh, that becomes a, you know, it's a four or five inch screen that if you want to store things offline for road trips or just for your kid to have, they can have their music on there. Uh, and because it's not necessarily connected, you kind of get a better chance to vet that content. If you're a parent, you can kind of see what's on there without it changing yeah. dynamically throughout the day or week without your knowing that. Yeah. Um, other things to come to mind, uh, turn it into 
a remote control of sorts if you have a smart home. A lot of people are getting into uh, connected homes with uh, security, with uh, learning thermostat or um, cameras and lights. you know lights. There's a lot of different things that you can do. Uh, speakers where you know it would maybe make sense to keep that phone in a central place and use it as a remote control. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't necessarily have to load a bunch of apps or anything on there, just what you need to, but you can use that to control things throughout the house uh, or to tap into a security camera mm -hmm. and you know, just give yourself another presence somewhere in the house. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of the security cameras, I know somebody I used to work with, he took an Android phone, an old one, and down, I forget the app, but it was for a security camera. Mm -hmm. And he just set it on a shelf, plugged in all the time, and that puppy just recorded it locally to right. an SD card and then you could also access it over the network over that local network and it was a pretty cool little solution it wasn't the best but right. it was pretty cool for to be able to reuse an old phone like that well you can use it as uh, not just for security but if you're a parent you can use it as a, a baby monitor oh, you can yeah. you know tap that uh, tap into that as you need to uh, to drop in on the camera. There's different applications. There's a lot of different things you could do. Um, you know, at night when you go to bed with your phone that you do use, generally the last thing you do is set your alarm or make sure your alarm is set. Right. Turn that thing into a dedicated alarm clock. This gives you the opportunity to put your phone somewhere else in the house or the room so that you're not messing with it at night. That's such a good point. You know, we always talk about how the phones do everything, but we also don't want to play with them at night. Right. Because, you know, mess with the sleep, but yeah, if you just have a dedicated one to set your alarm with, don't put anything else on it. Mm -hmm. And that way the phone's sitting, your actual phone's sitting out in another room charging overnight or whatever, you're not going to be tempted to play with it. And that goes back to the idea of your connected home. If you have a coffee maker that's set to go when you wake up or your morning routine to play your, your news uh, upon waking up, there's all that stuff goes into that alarm clock. Google's default alarm clock has some really cool features now, so... That's something to consider if it's an old phone, especially if it's, you know, you call it small screen, four or five inches or whatever, that's plenty big enough to put on your nightstand. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last thing that came to mind, and there's tons of reasons to keep an old phone, but dedicated VR. If you have a phone that works with maybe a Google Cardboard or if it's a Daydream compatible phone, we're at that point now where we're starting to see those types of phones as your second, you know, as you're passing them down, yeah, uh, they might be a good dedicated one to just load some games for some virtual reality and just kind of keep that separate, so you don't have to put them on your main phone, and you don't have to worry about storage. You don't have to worry about taking care of that mm -hmm. thing. It just pick it up, play with it, and put it away when you're done. So, yeah, tons of reasons to consider keeping it um, and ask around, see if somebody else has a reason. Like, hey, if you had a Wi-Fi device, what would you do with it? Uh, Kindle, if you wanted to just load a book reading app or podcasts or, yeah. you know, if you just wanted to pair that to a speaker and leave it in a room so, like, when you go in to do, you know, put together puzzles or paint or build Lego sets or whatever, like, just you have something that's dedicated to that room. Yeah, that's a really good idea. So the last thing is uh, I've exhausted all the options. I don't have a reason to keep it. I've got nobody that wants it. Uh, the last thing to do is donate. Absolutely. We've donated phones through companies I've worked with, and 
we've done it a lot of times with veterans. There's been veterans within the organization, mm -hmm. and it's been real easy to do it. I do suggest wiping them yes. off first <laughs> before you send them out. Another topic. Right, that's another topic. But, yeah, they're really good and does, like, yeah, Salvation Army and... Other folks, I and mean, there's probably some other ones. There's, uh, you know, a lot of times your local churches will take oh, yeah. them. Um, or just general charities. If you look online, there's a lot of places that will take battered women's shelters. Yeah, they uh, do. Give somebody the opportunity to give them a phone uh, that they might not otherwise have. It's true, because, right, like churches and other people who are working with a lot of other folks, mm -hmm. they're going to be, their ears going to be to the ground to know who needs help. Right. And, you know, what, what they really need. And to be able to have a device that's usable to be able to grab this. I mean, I, I know somebody who they were, they needed access to get just for school. Yep. I mean, most schools, you need report cards. Everything aren't coming home mm -hmm. paper anymore. And to be able to give a phone or a device to somebody like that can be a huge lifesaver. Right. And we, we take for granted all the things we can do with a phone. And then there are people who just need to be contacted. Yeah. So if your phone, you look at it and go, man, this thing's like three, four years old. It's not any good. I can't play it. Like, don't even think about that. That phone becomes a lifesaver for some people. So donate it. Um, it might be the one that makes you feel the best after you do it. That's Anyways, true. even selling it or doing whatever. But if you donate it, that one is, uh, you might be doing the most good with it. Absolutely. I agree. I, yeah. I learned a few things today. I think that. Some really good ideas to do with the phone. Yeah. There's yeah. things that, you know, you look at and when you stop for just a moment and realize, I can make this a dedicated device for this. Or I can use this in a way that I kind of overlook on a day-to-day. -day. Or just the idea of like, you know what, this is just sitting in the drawer and I have no idea what to do with. Uh, so try one of these, you know, four or five different uh, general topics. Um, but... If you have any other suggestions, I'd love to hear them. Uh, feel free to email us at podcast at androidguys.com. Uh, leave us a comment. Tell us what you have done with your old phone or what you might suggest. Or if you have any questions about anything that we did bring up here, feel free to reach out as well. Uh, for John, uh, this is Scott. I want to thank you guys for listening. Have a great day.